do welcome to the teaching ministry of Nelson Ihiagwa. Be stirred as you listen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you, we love you, we give you praise. Thank you for all you've done for us in Christ Jesus. Thank you for your life. Thank you for your life, your death on the cross. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. Almighty God, we give you honor, we give you thanks, we give you praise. Blessed is your name, O God, and we honor you again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Everybody say amen or type amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. So we've been talking about our teaching and topic on the nature of God. Um, we've been talking about the, the nature of God. And a few things we've been looking at is, you know, we've looked at Christ is revealed from scriptures. You know, last week, and we looked at a few more things. Today, we're going to try to sort out a few more things that, like I always teach. Um, a few things is being, you know, I've always said this, that it is the nature of God in Christ. It is the nature of God you see that you'll be able to replicate. It is the nature of God you see that you'll be able to replicate. So the truth of the matter still remains that it is what we see. God as or who we see God as that we are able to leave us. It is who we see God as that we are able to replicate in our lives. It is who we see God as that we are able to um, demonstrate in this world. Praise the name of Jesus. It is who we see God as that we are able to um, show the world as. Hallelujah. So I just want to... Um, Express a few things tonight, and then we will be done. Okay. So, like we started last week, let me just continue from then. Turn your Bible to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews 1. It says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in this last day spoken unto us in his Son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the worlds. So, the Son and the things that the Son did, the things that Jesus did, were not just, the things that Jesus did were not just things he did for fun. They were, they were not just things he did to fulfill all righteousness. They were the things that the things that Jesus did were the speakings of God. The things that Jesus did were the revelation of God. Basically, the things that Jesus did was what God is doing. Hebrews 1. The things that Jesus did was what God is doing. Verse 3, it says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Alright? So, the works of Jesus, 
the works of Jesus, like I say again, is um the works of Jesus are the works of God. The things that we see Jesus do are the things that the Father was doing. Praise the name of Jesus. The things that we see Jesus do were the things that the Father was doing. Amen. So let me let me go on and give us a little bit more explanation on these things. So it is the teachings of Jesus. The th one of the things that the comings of Jesus did was the comings of Jesus did not just um he did not just come to die for our sins and all those things. The coming of Jesus came to clarify who God was to us. We see Jesus say a few things, for example. Jesus said, Moses said, but I say. We're going to look at a few of those things. The implication of that statement is, there are things that you see that Moses did say, but then I'm here to give you clarity on what's on those things. There are things that you see that Moses did, but I'm here to give you clarity on those things. All right. So let's look at a few of those things. Turn your Bible to the Gospels. Turn to Matthew. Turn to Matthew. Turn to Matthew. Or let's look at John rather. Turn to John chapter 6. Oh, sorry, give me a bit. I think I missed, I missed up the verses in my notes. I missed up the verses in my notes. Um, okay, yes. Give me Mark 10, rather. Mark 10. Mark 10. Mark 10. Let's start from verse 1. So we'll get the proper context. And he arose from thence, coming into the coast of Judea, by the farther side of Jordan, and the people resort unto him again, and as he was warned, he taught them again. Verse 2, he says, And the Pharisees came to him and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife, tempting him? Verse 3, And he answered and said unto them, What did Moses command you? Verse 4, And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement and to put her away. Look at verse 5. And Jesus answered and said, For the hardness of your heart, he wrote this unto you. Look at this. Verse 6. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. This is just a side note. A lot of people say the Bible is quiet about homosexuality, but this is Jesus telling us that the idea of marriage is actually male and female. Look at verse 7. He says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife, and these twain shall be one flesh. So then, they are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man put asunder. You know, then I go on to say, and in, and in house his disciples asked him the same of the same matter. And Jesus gave them further explanation. Why am I saying this? I said all that to say this. Moses said you can do this. But this is what Jesus is saying. So, better still, Moses had brought a revelation of God that he gave them that was circumstantial, that was circumstantial because of the hardness of their hearts. You see, in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, there were particular things that the law is broken into two parts. It's broken into the ordinances and the commandments. 
The commandments were 10. That was, those were the only laws that God gave. But the, the commandments were 10. Those were the only laws that God gave. But the ordinances were um, 613. And those were the ones that um, Moses himself gave. Do you see that? Those were the ones that Moses himself gave. But Moses gave those things because they were circumstantial, because of the state of heart of those people at that time. And that is why Jesus could come being God to clarify more of who the Father was. Because who Jesus is, is who the Father is. Let me give you more context. Let's read this same story in another account. Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. Or Matthew chapter 5, 27 rather. Are you there? Look at this. He said, Ye have heard that it was said by them of the old time. When he says them of the old time, what he meant by this was, it was actually Moses that said it. So he said, Ye have heard that it was said of them of the old time. Matthew 5, 27. Are you there? Ye have heard that it was said by them of the old time. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Look at... Um, Look at 28. He says, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh unto a woman, ah, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I think I've mixed my accounts. I've mixed my accounts. Give me a little bit, please. Oh, Jesus. Okay, let's go on then. He said, Ye have heard that it was said by them of the old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Look at 28. He said, But I say. Do you see this? It means that the Old Testament had something to say. But this is what I'm having to say. The Old Testament said you shall not commit adultery. But Jesus is giving us more clarity. He's saying that whosoever looks at a woman with lust has committed adultery. What exactly is the usefulness of this verse? The Old Testament had something to say on matters. Praise the name of Jesus. The Old Testament actually had something to say on matters, on issues. But the New Testament is giving us proper and better clarity on issues. The Old Testament had things to say. You know, as we go on, you will see more clarity on this. The Old Testament gave us a stance on matters. But the New Testament, which is Christ, all right, came and clarified a few more things better. Remember how I told to us that Ephesians chapter 3 was telling us how um, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 3 to 5. He was telling us how the Old Testament is mystery, but the New Testament is revelation. So when we see the New Testament, we clarify things that were said in the Old Testament. I say that again. When we read the New Testament, we get clarity for the things that were in the Old Testament. The things that were in the Old Testament, they, they are mystery, but the things that are in the New Testament are one thing, revelation. We see clearly by looking in the New Testament. Can I say that again? We see clearly by looking in the New Testament. Can I say that one more time? We see clearly by looking in the New Testament. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. So, when it comes to looking at the nature of God, remember what I told us when we started. I said um, 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 Luke chapter 24, that Jesus did not just show himself to them. Jesus revealed himself from scriptures first. Before he... Jesus revealed himself from scriptures first. 
before he showed himself in the before he showed himself physically to them all right he showed himself from the scriptures first before he showed himself physically now the reason jesus did that is because god must be known by proper study and god must be known from the word of god first before he is known by experiences you don't know god primarily and principally by experiences you know god primarily and principally by the understanding of who he is in his word that is how you know god let's look at one more thing i'm i'm i'm, I'm going to give us clarity on the same matthew 5 go down to verse 38 Go down to verse 38. Look at this. He said, Ye have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye. Are you with me? He said, Ye have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye. <laughs> this is actually, he, Jesus is quoting Exodus 21-24. Exodus 21-24. He said, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. This was a dispensation that they operated in. That the law must be operated that way. If it is eye, it is for eye. If it is foot, it is for foot. These were the things that Moses said. But these are the things that Jesus is coming to give us clarity on. Especially as to the nature of God. You see, if you read the Bible again and again, you see Ephesians. You see Jesus saying, forgive. You know, in the teaching we have on the website, Living by Revelation, we see Jesus saying, forgive, even as Christ, for God's sake, has forgiven you. So, God is not telling us to do what he has not done, and he's not telling us to do what he has not empowered us to do. Because the truth of the matter is, the believer is an expression of the nature of the Father. Can I say that one more time? The believer is an expression of the nature and of the person of the Father. So it is by His Spirit that we do the things that we do. Remember, the Bible lets us understand that it is He that is at work in us, both to what? Will and to do. So it is we just act out His nature. Remember, Jesus cast out spirits of infirmity from people. The spirit of infirmity is what made people sick. So when a spirit has gotten into people, the people act out the same characteristics of that spirit. So also, you have the Holy Ghost. And that is why you act out the same characteristics, which is called the fruit of the spirit. The believer acts out the very nature of God that he has received. Praise the name of Jesus. Look at this 38. He says, you have heard it has been said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Look at this for 29, 39. He says, but I say, that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him also the other. And if any man will sue thee at the law, and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. Basically, what Jesus is telling us is, rather than respond with vengeance, with rather than respond to evil with evil, rather respond evil, respond to evil with good. Because this is who the Father is. That even while we were yet sinners, He came and became and responded with love to the things that we have done. Are you with me? The Father responded with love to the things that we, that, that we had done. While we were yet sinners, He expressed His love towards us. <sighs> Let me read this in the, in the, um, turn your Bible to Romans. 
Talk your Bible to Romans. Romans 12, 21. Are you there? Are you there? This is Jesus talking to us about who the nature of the Father is. This is Paul speaking now, giving an instruction which is similar to what Jesus said. He said, rather than respond to evil with evil, look at what he said in 21. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Why? This is who the Father is. Those of you who are born in one's conference, you heard me say, love is not weakness. Love is power. We don't overcome evil with evil. Even when the believer is wronged, the believer does not look for a way to pay back and to revenge. The believer rather responds to evil and wickedness with love. Why? Because this is who, what the nature of the Father is, and that is how we respond as well. We don't respond to evil with evil. We respond to evil with good. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. This brings me to another thing. Go to verse 17. This Romans 12. Go to verse 17. I read it in KJV. He says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Are you there? He says, If it be possible, as much as lieth in, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Look at 19. He says, Dearly beloved, Avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Look at that. Let me read that again. It says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. It means don't do evil, don't respond to evil with evil. It says, Avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. What it means by give place unto wrath is, he says, Give expression, allow God. Be the righteous judge. You know, we'll explain this in our next um, couple of teachings that and the Bible lets us understand that we don't respond to evil with evil, rather we respond to evil with good. Because the Bible now lets us understand that there is the there is the wrath of man and the wrath of God. The wrath of man is selfish and does not work the righteousness of God, but the wrath of God is just, and the wrath of God is within the confines of justice alone. So that's what he means by gives place for wrath. Because if you avenge yourself, if you have avenged yourself, then you have not given space for God to be the righteous judge in that circumstance. Do you see that? He says, but rather give place unto wrath. The word wrath there means righteous judgment or justice. He says, for it is for vengeance is mine. This is God speaking. I will repay, saith the Lord. It is in the Lord's place to judge, not in man's place. Look at what he says in verse 20. He says, therefore, this verse 20 is not saying this is the righteous, this is the judgment of God. This verse 20 is saying this is what you are supposed to do in giving place for the righteous judgment of God. He says, therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. Meaning, if your enemy is hungry, give him food. If your enemy is thirsty, give him to drink. He says, for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. What does this mean? Basically, in doing this thing, you are giving place for the righteous judgment and justice of God to take over. Are you with me? In doing these things, you are giving place for the righteous judgment and justice of God to take over. You are not giving place for evil 
to be done. You are giving place for the righteous judgment and justice of God to take its course. Look at what it says in verse 21. He says, be not of, which, which everything he said led to this point. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Revenge is not the believer's way. The believer truly leaves justice to the righteous judge who judges on, who is not on the side of any man when he's doing judgment or he's passing out justice. Allow God be the righteous judge. So therefore, it is us that we, we express the righteous nature of God in Christ. We let God be the judge. Amen? We let God be the judge. Again, we let God be the judge. Praise the name of Jesus. So we don't respond to evil with evil. Rather, because we trust God to do his own justice, we respond to evil with good. And ultimately, because this is the nature of God that we have seen, that Jesus said, um, that Moses told you in Exodus 21 that an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. He said, but I say, do you see that? But I say, and of course, the words of Jesus weigh more than the law of Moses. Moses said this, but he's saying, but I say, because the Bible is progressive in Revelation. In the Old Testament, there was something that was obtainable because of the hardness of the heart of men. But now Jesus is giving us something else. He's saying, but I say, Moses could have given you this to do, but this is what I'm giving you to do. Praise the name of Jesus. Moses is giving you this to do, but this is what I'm giving you to do. I'm giving you this to do, that I'm, and I'm saying that, um, he says, do not resist evil, but rather when somebody smites you on one cheek, give the other cheek. We respond to the evil and the wickedness of men with love. It's hard, right? But that is what the Bible says. The way you guys are quiet, are you getting me at all? Are you getting me at all? Praise God. Look at this. Look at this. Let's go back to the gospel and look at the words in red. The words of Jesus. Turn your Bible with me to... um. Sorry, just give me a little bit. But are you guys getting me at all? Matthew chapter... Hmm. I don't know if we should go to another account, but let's use Matthew chapter 5. The same Matthew 5. Matthew 5 14. Matthew 5 14. 44 rather. Matthew 5 44. Look at this. Let's look at verse 43. Look at that verse 43. Verse 43. It says, Ye have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbors and hate your enemy. Thou shalt love thy neighbors and hate your enemy. Are you there? He says, you have heard that it has been said that thou shalt love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But this is Jesus saying in verse 44. He says, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use and persecute you. Look at this verse 45. He says, that ye may be the children of your father. Oh God. Do you see that? He said that you may be the children of your father. Basically what Jesus is saying is. When you are doing this. You are expressing the nature of the father. Remember what I always say. That it is the nature of God that you have seen. That you will express. In doing this you are expressing the nature of the father. He said that you may be the children of your father. Which is in heaven. 
For he, now Jesus is now saying what the father does. He says he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust. Do you see that? God does good to them that are evil and them that are good. How much more you? If you do good to only those who do good to you, then you are not acting like your father in heaven. Look at verse 46. It says, for if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do you have re what reward have you? Do not even the publicans do the same. The tax collectors, they do the same things. They love them who love them alone. And that in doing so, they are not expressing the nature of the father. But you also, you are supposed to express the nature of the father because even the father makes rain fall on the roof of the righteous and the unrighteous. God will not say because Dangote is not a believer, he will make all his wealth to dry up. No! Anybody who even refuses to protect, to receive the gospel, God will protect that person till the person goes to hell. Are you with me? He says, do good to them that hate you. If anything, this, what this verse should teach us is, all those prayers for witches to die, it is not of God. Because it is not the Father's will that any should die, but rather it is the Father's will that men should come to him. So God does not want people to perish. This is the nature of the Father, that when men do evil to us, we respond to that evil with good. You know, I saw a lady, and I saw a, a, a video of a lady who, very funny story, of a lady who, she's an atheist, and she's always attacking this man of God, always rebuking this man of God, always doing this thing. You know, he's an evangelist, Ray Comfort, online. And then Ray Comfort said something very simple. He sent her a gift, and he sent her a gift card, and he wrote, he said, Hi Jacqueline, this is Ray, um, from I Am My Wife, P.S., I don't hate you. This is Ray Comfort that was speaking. And she was so shocked because everything she had said against him was worthy of... Everything she had said against him was like he was supposed to attack her. But he responded to her evil with love. Child of God, if, it, if God makes rain fall on the roof of the just and the unjust, you also ought to love those who hate you. When men take rumors against you, love them. When men speak evil against you, love them. When men say things that are ungodly and unjust about you, child of God, love them. Love is the believer's response in every situation. Hallelujah. Love is the believer's response in every situation. Let me read one final verse on clarity and then we are done. Turn your Bible to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians, verse 1. 2 Thessalonians. Let me read from verse, verse 3. Verse 4. Verse 3, rather. It says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all towards each other abounded. Look at verse 4. He says, So that we ourselves glory in you, in the churches of God, for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Look at verse 5. He says, do you see this? He says, it is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. So basically what Paul is saying is when men persecute you, it is a righteous revelation of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which ye also suffer. Look at verse 6. It says, seeing it is a righteous thing with God 
to recompense tribulation to eyes. Are you seeing this? He says it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Look, a lot of people pick that verse and say, let's attack my enemies. No. Read on. He says, and to, and to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. So the context of righteous thing to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, it is within the context of, of um, persecution. Right? It's within the context of persecution. And it is not you that is meting out the judgment. It, it, is, it is the Father that is going to do it at the time when he comes at his second coming to take the saints to be up with him. So, the right, why it is righteous is because the wrath of God is just. But the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. The wrath of man is evil, it is selfish, and it is unjust. But the wrath of God is just. I'm going to explain that in our next teaching. And that is why it is only God that is meet to, to extend judgment upon men. So, the righteous thing to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, it is not the believer that expresses that tribulation. It is not the believer that meets out that judgment. It is God. Praise the name of Jesus. It is God who meets out that judgment at the end when he is coming. That is the righteous thing that is going to recompense tribulation to them that trouble. It is, so believer, you don't pray for witches to die. You pray for them to be saved. Because if witches die, and if witches die, they will go to hell and it will prick the heart of the father. Amen? It will prick the heart of the father. The father wants them to be saved. So the righteous judgment of God is going to see clearly at the end of this, not in us praying for our enemies to die. That verse, it is a righteous thing to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, must be read within a context. It's just like that verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. A lot of people say, I can do all things. The context of that verse is not that you can do anything. The verses before says, whether it is to abase or abound, I know how to do it all. So the context of all things there actually means whether it is abasing or abounding. I can, I can, I can stay in plenty. And when I don't really have much, I can still stay. Why? Because God is the one that is, because it is by his strength I can do these things. So also the context of this is not a righteous indignation. You know, all my enemies die. No. No, we're not scared of witches. They don't need to die. They can't touch us. We have power. Praise God. Praise God. I hope we've been blessed. And I hope we're going to extend this nature to those around us. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. For more ministry content, visit niministries.org. God bless you.